Hi, everyone. The events at Capitol Hill have brought us to address some conversations that are on our minds right now. Amy and I were talking and um, I mean, it's all over social media. So many people reacting and uh, posting and thinking about how can this happen? But also a lot of the things I was following was looking at the differences between the reaction during Black Lives Matter's protests compared to people storming Capitol Hill and just looking at the kind of stark difference of the reaction. For sure. Of like the government, of the police, of the, the handling, population. The media and how yes. they, you know, inform the public about this as well. I think it really kind of showcased privilege and systemic racism. That's still an obvious issue, not only in our neighboring country, but in our world that we can all recognize. Yeah, so I think it's important to kind of give voice to things when they happen. So that's why we just wanted to talk a little bit about this. It's it's more than just posting on Instagram and thinking like, okay, well, what can I do personally so I'm not a racist? Well, it's it goes beyond so much. So we just kind of wanted to to kind of give some space and time to think about it. For sure. And as Alex mentioned, this time is really serving as a time for us to reflect and think about, you know, how our own individual actions, what, what are we doing right now to be a part of that conversation? How are we educating our children, our next generations, so that we see this as a concern and we address this as a concern moving forward, these problematic ways of dealing or the reactions that we're seeing can be dealt with more fairly and with equality. I was talking with a friend, um, I'll use his name, Nick, because he gave me um, a lot of really good information and a really cool metaphor. So I was talking with him because sometimes I feel like when something big happens like this, we think, okay, immediately you want to separate us from them. Well, I would never do that. I, I don't have these racist thoughts. And he was saying, like, of course, that is important, but it goes beyond that because it's a system of racism. So he says racism is the system we live in and a racist is the individual and actions you might do as an individual. So he was describing this metaphor of a foosball table. We all know foosball tables, hopefully. I may have one in my basement for sale, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Imagine a foosball table and you have two teams. You have white versus black. Instead of having a level playing field, the playing field is tilted. If you drop a ball in, the ball is going to go in one direction always. What he was saying is the playing field we live on is slanted. He explained it so well. So <laughs> I might have it written down here. So he's Get saying Nick like, on here. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So if you're playing a team, you have like black and white, and then the table is tilted towards the black goal. No mm-hmm. matter what, when you drop the ball in, it's going to go down into the, the net of the black team, regardless if the players on the field are inclusive, saying the right things, the individual players can change their behaviors. But even if we're sitting here and thinking, okay, I can change my behaviors, it goes way beyond that. The playing field, the table itself and the playing field we all live on is slanted in a way that black people are at a disadvantage. I'm thinking about, you know, all our reflections from the year of 2020 as well. And and how the Black Lives Matter movement happened and how important that was. 
and just how disheartening it was to see the news at Washington just this past week. As Alex is explaining that metaphor, I think you're right. We need to address these concerns and we need to stay informed and we need to have conversations and speak to other people around this troubling news. And remember that the fight against racism is far from over. And we observed that this just this week with the storm on Capitol and how the individuals, these Trump supporters at that time were treated so differently than our protesters that were happening earlier in 2020. And that's the conversation we need to be having. We just really challenge our listeners to think critically about that as well. Take that time to reflect and think about how you can be a part of this movement. And I would like to say, like, go beyond that in the sense that recognize that racism is embedded in our culture and it's not always an individual action. Having conversations is step one, but that it needs to go way beyond that conversations. Like it's, it's, we need things like affirmative action, looking at the systems we have in place of government, of education, and changing policies and practices within these organizations to increase representation. Things like when we do hear there's a scholarship to uh, whatever university and it's just for people of color, that is what we need to be doing. And that is not saying it's not unfair to people of privilege and white people. We are doing affirmative action. We are doing actual things that are making change to the system. So it's more than just having conversations. It's changing the system that we are a part of because we can change our behavior as much as we can. And every single person on the planet can do that, but the system still exists on an unlivable playing field. That's, that's kind of the point I wanted to get across is yes, these conversations are important. Yes, we need to start like talking and thinking and know the fight against racism isn't over, but it's not necessarily against certain people. We need to start looking at the system itself and changing that. Hi, CJ. Hi. How's it going? It's good. I guess I figured it out. Yay. Well, that's good. Don't worry. We are also figuring it out. (laughs) Yeah. We're literally in the same house in different rooms right now because we're having some tech issues because this is our first time recording with someone (laughs) oh well there you go so thank you thank you for joining us yeah Um, awesome yeah well I I I just want to introduce you to Alex my podcast partner here I think I know because you teach in the school right Alex yes and I have met you before CJ I I don't yeah so I do know you I was just like I don't know if she remembers me (laughs) yeah no I do yeah totally awesome Today, I want to welcome our first guest on our podcast. It's CJ, a local hero here in Settler. CJ, I'm going to pump your tires here. She is a mother, a wife, a local female business owner here in Settler. And CJ is most known for bringing CrossFit to the community of Settler and promoting healthy living within our community. So welcome, CJ. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've never done this before, so it's exciting. Well, I, we were just joking around that a lot of our listeners aren't even podcast listeners. So we're kind of breaking down the doors and introducing a lot of people to podcasts as well. So we're very thrilled to have you here. 
So our first question is a standard question that we're going to be asking all of our guests. And it is, what is the most small town thing about you? So Amy, what's the most small town thing about you? I love, I love a little truck ride every now and then. I, I should say little. <laughs> I mean, like, I love getting in a big beastie truck. And <laughs> even better if somebody lets me drive it. What about okay. you, CJ? Well, I think the funniest thing when I have, like, someone that doesn't live here come to Stettler and every time I give them directions in Stettler I never would ever use a street it's like turn left at so-and-so's house and then you go three blocks and then you turn right at the rec center and then another block at so-and-so's house that's, that's like, so true yeah like, I, I feel <laughs> in Stettler, like I know like kind of the main street numbers but I really don't know any street numbers I think that's... even if you said the street that I live on, I'd be like, where's that street? <laughs> Unless you're like, it's by the police station. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I live by there. <laughs> I didn't actually know you live on 60th Street, Alex, till I had to like get the mailing address. <laughs> and I would have I no like, idea is... where 60th Street is. So <laughs> It's by the rec center. Okay, I know where that is. <laughs> Alex, um, tell us about you. What's the most small town thing about you? I mean, I grew up on a farm and had pet goats, so I think that's a uh, that's pretty small town right there. Do you think they let you have a pet goat here in Stellar? No, I've looked into it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so CJ, we know that we're never to ask directions from you, or especially if we're the postman. <laughs> but <laughs> did post you person post person? Sure. Um, did you always have the idea of building your gym or community of CrossFit here? And where did that vision even inspire or come to you? You know, coming out of high school and then even after I first graduated, I mean, I had zero desire to move back to Stettler. I was loving the city life. Then once I had kids, it kind of changed my perspective and you, I really grew to appreciate living in a small town. So came back to Stettler, got jobs in the fitness industry. And then I think as I became more educated on what I wanted and I started doing CrossFit I realized um, that that's what I that I wanted to open my own gym but it was definitely a process you know it was finding the the guts to go for it it was I mean scary to say the least financially and time-wise probably even more so than financially to just take that lunge forward and go for it. And also maybe like even having to reinvent yourself in a community that once saw you as a child growing up and coming back as a mature adult as well. It's neat. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I think that's some of my favorite people that I get to work with now, or, you know, the parents that grew up half raising me and they get to come into the gym and I get to work with them. And then, you know, we reminisce, we, you know, it's just, it's really nice to talk to them. And for our viewers who don't know what CrossFit is, can you explain a little bit what CrossFit is? Um, Yeah, I can. So the definition would be uh, constantly varied high intensity functional movement, which probably means nothing to many, many people. Um, (laughs) But uh, I mean, it's it's exercising. So if you're a new person is coming into my gym, you're going to not see any machine machines or typical machines you might see in a gym you're just going to see a lot of barbells and and weights and and stuff like that but we're just gonna yeah build you up from the from the ground and and just start teaching you how to move properly so if you you know everything that we do in the gym it could be used in the outside world so you know when you're deadlifting 
you're picking rocks in the fields when you're lifting stuff overhead you're you know in your closet putting away your christmas decorations so we're always trying to teach you those basic movements that you're doing and then in doing that here um, trying to push your body a little bit harder every time you come in than you would you typically would so make yourself a little bit uncomfortable after every workout i have to admit i've i've done one crossfit uh, class here at your gym yay and um, <laughs> it, so my colleague said it was bring a friend night and it was my first year living here and I was like well I want to be friends with her so I said yes that's awesome um, and I I would describe my muscles as marshmallow like they just don't exist and it was CrossFit light and it kicked my butt and um I'm so sorry that I didn't come back <laughs> <laughs> not because of any negative experience but it was just really hard (laughs) well I think that's I think it is lots of that is the case for lots of people like you come in and you're you're not used to you know doing things and and we are pushing you then you can sometimes get caught up in trying to keep up with everybody else but I mean the whole thought process behind it is like you just you get uncomfortable and so that Mm -hmm. that discomfort you felt it's not going to last if you probably would have came back one more time you wouldn't have been that sore again and mm-hmm. then you start to realize what your body is capable of. And then you start, after you realize that, then you start to realize what your mind is actually capable of doing. Yes. I was just thinking as you were talking, I was like, it was totally a mindset thing for yeah. me. Yeah. So, and I mean, I could go, well, I, hopefully we talk about it a bit, but I could go on and on yeah. about um, how powerful our mind is. I think too, that is, that's something we admire about you too. Um, I know it was you who introduced me to CrossFit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's something I've learned and developed over time. I'd say by no means am I a top scorer or top lead on the, on our log board or anything, but I definitely get a lot of mental and personal strength out of performing uh, at the gym. So Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. And I'm so glad to be back and reunited with your community here. CJ, I don't, I, I've met you before, but before meeting you, all I knew is what people said about you, which was Uh-oh. all, no, it was so good. The <laughs> only thing I ever heard was how positive, how badass you are, how much of a cheerleader you are of everyone. Like I only heard awesome things about you. So how do you keep that positive mindset when, I mean, everybody has stuff they're going through in their own lives. How do you keep that, that attitude? I think it kind of started like I've had some really amazing coaches in my life and and teachers. I think that I've, you know, I've been inspired by I actually got to talk to one today. And I think I always look at finding joy in every situation. And then with whatever you're doing, trying to be like passionate about it. So I think I'm like, love my, I, I can't even describe how much I actually love doing what I'm doing every day. Like there's lots of the parts, like the book work and that I despise and hate, but when I'm actually like working with kids or adults or anyone, and I see them improve, like it just, it fills my bucket. It's like you guys were teaching, like it, it wholeheartedly fills my bucket so much that I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy all the time. And I just, I want everyone else to feel what I'm feeling. So Mm -hmm. I try to just, push and influence and manipulate people (laughs) to come in so they can they can feel that 
Mm-hmm. I think that really comes off in just like how welcome you welcoming you are as a person, though. Like I think, oh, like you live you. that. So, mm-hmm. and I mean, I I was thinking when you asked this question, like I was thinking because I, I mean, I do have bad days, and there's been some, especially in the last this last lockdown, but even before, like some, I have had some bad days where I've had to, you know, take a time out and take a breath because I it's hard to find it's been hard to find the good in what's going on. And, Mm -hmm. and from that, I really learned that I have some amazing people around me and that, Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to talk. Like when I'm having a bad day, I'm sure I've talked to you, Amy, in the gym, like when I'm having a bad day, like find people that you can talk to and, and, and let it, you know, let that stuff off your chest. And, and once you get it out, you realize that there's other sides to the coin or that you can pivot and move in a different situation and, and there'll be a way out of it but just don't get stuck. I do see that in you a lot is that positive mindset. I've seen you now through two uh, lockdowns Mm -hmm. and this business continue to thrive in the community behind it. So I think that the power of the people who believe in what you're doing is really important as well. And that's really shining through um, how you inspire others. So that's really neat to see going back to your business and you kind of talked about some challenges here is um, what challenges have you faced uh, being a female business owner and maybe just even a business owner during this time? Well, being a business owner, like, I mean, back to that word pivot. Like, I mean, we've, I've had to adapt and, um, and think on my feet more than, I mean, I ever would have thought possible. And I think if I wouldn't, I mean, I have such an amazing community behind me that like giving up and throwing in the towel wasn't wasn't an option for me even as hard as it was some days to want to do that but I I didn't so just like being resourceful and learning technology gosh it's been (laughs) learning how to zoom the google meets I'm like I'm sure I could figure that one out probably one of my biggest weaknesses and still is is just social media and videoing myself and putting up videos and I'm like a face-to-face person. So I've had to really step outside my comfort zone every day. And I've had to have conversations with myself and tell myself, like, you have to do this if you want your business to succeed. You have mm-hmm. to pick up the phone and phone that person. And I, like that part's not as hard, but I mean, reaching out and texting people and just continuously being in contact with people all the time. And I was saying like today I have been, it's five o'clock and I've been going strong since 6am this morning, I haven't really had any downtime just because even though my doors are closed, I'm just continuously trying to reach out and adapt. Well, that was the kind of neat part too. I did do our workout of the day this morning um, that you had posted. And I thought too, I was like, you know what, I, I think it's really interesting too, because as you were saying, CrossFit necessarily isn't all about equipment, like sure, you need some weight. So Mm -hmm everyone's having to adjust right now. But I was like, I still, you know, got a major sweat on Mm -hmm. in my basement. (laughs) That was great. And I felt better for it. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate the efforts and lengths that you've gone to to continue that as well for us. Like one positive thing that I just keep forgetting about that's been so amazing is over this is like, I have two nieces that live in um, Connecticut and Virginia. And they, they come to visit lots, but now they're like zooming into my classes. which could never have happened before. Like I never would have started zoom or done that. So then I had another client that we're zooming with 
And back in March, in the first lockdown, she had her grandson zooming in from one town, and then her daughter was overseas. And we all zoomed in and trained together. And I was like, this is, this is truly amazing that we can do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you gotta like, think about those silver linings sometimes yeah like i mean and that was and and we can and now if the lockdown wouldn't have happened we never would have thought to do this and now we can keep doing it yes that's really cool so um man your schedule is so jam-packed and that made me think like um i only have to look after myself but you have a family like how do you balance your life your job your family taking time for yourself like doing all of those things (laughs) it's always a balancing act um sometimes I suck at one and I'm better at the other so yeah I'm I'm lucky um I know Amy knows my kids like I think I have three awesome kids that work with me like my kids were I can attest to that yeah like my kids um and I've I've embraced them in the community and I mean they they love the gym they love CrossFit I can incorporate them into my job my oldest Gabs well Gabriella like she has, was helping me out with some of the kids classes before and she was a gem like she was so good with the kids and she loves it so I can kind of work like my kids have been part of my business and so that makes it easier to do that at the end of the day just having passion being doing mm-hmm. what you love I mean I work out every day and fitting my workout in I just like work out with a group of same group of people every day I always work out at noon no matter what so I always take that time for me and I very very rarely will let anyone or anything interrupt that time of I'm pretty selfish about the noon workout no but I think you need to be though like you gotta do that in your life that's good and I I like saying that incorporating your family into your business I mean your husband massages out of your business as well (laughs) it's very family orientated Mm -hmm. when you go in there like I I have had the pleasure of teaching two out of three of your kids and I think as well with that, there's a big sense of community and family when mm-hmm. you come into that that environment. So that's good. Incorporating them that helps give in to more family time. Mm-hmm. And you can I can see your kids can I kind of like helping with that thriving business. I was thinking um, because you're a mom of three, and I know a lot of health and fitness ladies um, that can be a challenge as well because your body changes so much with your journey of, you know, caring kids and delivering kids. And I know this is kind of a personal question, so you don't have to answer it, but what would you, what would you say to moms who, you know, are very devout to their fitness and how to adjust through all those body changes that occur? Um, just to like, and I've said this to so many moms here, just be patient. It will come in time. Like you're, I mean, I always had Gabriella ate my muscles. She was my first kid <laughs> and she ate all of my muscles. I can't, I remember feeling so weak after I had her. And I mean, I worked, I worked out. I worked my whole pregnancy. I didn't really stop or change much. And then God, after she was born and, you know, you get a little bit of recovery time. And I was like, geez, Louise. And we just, I had a really good friend in Calgary at the time and we just slowly started walking and, you know, everything kind of came back and then you just barely get back to normal and then you get pregnant again and the same thing yeah. happens again. And, and then, you know, the same thing with the third and you, but just like, and I, I, you know, made a few errors, you know, going back too soon and probably got injured, you know, like I remember pulling an ab muscle 
really soon mm. with Stefan because I was dumb. So just mm. being, yeah, you have to be patient. And if you work at it, your body will never go back to the way it was when we were 20. Right. Because that's just not the way it is. But I mean, I'm so much stronger now than I ever was. I mean, when I was playing college volleyball, even, you know, like I'm, my fitness is so far above that, but it's just, it's just right. patience. Yeah. And enjoying yeah. And persistence, it. And enjoying it, probably. right? Have fun. Like yeah. get a group of moms in here. And I mean, gosh, we laugh and, you know, in here, we just have so much fun just doing what we do. And that's yeah. good. Perfect. Well, this CJ, people who are fit tend to have a certain body type. Mm-hmm. What are some ways that you can promote pod- positive body image for both youth and adults? who are maybe nervous about entering that world um, like I, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really like that question as well. Cause I, I mean, I, I hate the word body image. It's, I mean, and I think for lots of us that we get in here and I, I, I mean, I wholeheartedly hope that my kids, this is of all the people that take the message out of this. I hope my kids are the ones that take, you know, the girls, especially that like body images are relevant right? Like what your body looks like truly doesn't matter if you just think about what your body can do and how it functions. If my, you know, if I can jump up and down or run up and down the stairs 20 times, or I can climb a mountain, how big I am or small I am shouldn't even matter. Right. And so it's always about feeling good inside. I was just, I was thinking of an example, right? Like, so when you can kind of attest to this, like someone comes in and they're, you know, a female comes in and they're 120 pounds, 150, 175, whatever size they are. And if they get their first pull up, no matter whether it's, you know, their first one, whether it's banded or, you know, unassisted or whether they are going to feel the exact same joy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And their size does not matter whether they have, you know, bigger shoulders, bigger legs, small legs, small butt, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They just accomplish something with their own body that they worked hard to be able to do. I really like right? that. Yeah, I got chills there, <laughs> CJ. Uh, just because I... Because we're going to get your like... first pull-up. <laughs> yeah, like I was going to say, un- unassisted. Yes. Um, I'm on my journey for that, yes. for sure. It made me think of one time I was at the gym and uh, I didn't realize that Saturdays were for like partners. And so people have been coming with partners all along. And then I was just this like loner rocking up to the gym, always getting paired. But one day I was so inspired by one of the, our older community members. I can drop her name. I love her. Yeah. (laughs) And she crushed it. I was just like, man, I will be so proud of myself if I'm, as like older, she well, was yeah, nice, she's, she's in her late sixties. Yeah. yeah. And she just killed it. And I was so inspired watching. And I think for me, watching other people of different shapes, mm-hmm. ages, sizes, do the things that you can, we can all do and come together for a workout. I was like, I really get a thrill out of that. I think you're right to say, erase that idea of body image. Mm-hmm. It's about achieving and completing mm-hmm. and striving for that success when you do yeah so well and and thinking about how your body functions like I know for me if I'm eating not the best I mean like I did over Christmas right I mean my joints start to not feel good and you know my knees will hurt more when I'm moving or I'm more tired but as soon as I clean up my what I'm eating 
you know, my joints feel better. I have more energy. And to me, that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and if you, if you do, you know, if you are, you want to lose weight or you want to gain weight either, you know, it doesn't matter, but that will come when you stop focusing on it. Those goals mm-hmm. will, they, they come less important and things do start to naturally change. That is good. Mm-hmm. Just thinking about all of this, like, so I had my question that was like, what would you classify the difference between health and fitness? Uh, like for myself, I'm not a huge gym goer. I mm-hmm. would say I lead an active lifestyle, but then I always kind of get into that thing where I'm like, oh, I should go to the gym more. But does that mean I'm not healthy? Like, it's just this like, mm. thing that I grapple with in my own head. No, not like to me, health is health is like everything. It's like, you know, your physiological, how your body is working, you know, your cardiovascular health, all that stuff, your mental health, which is huge, your spiritual health, like equally as important. And fitness is one like small component of that. So, I mm-hmm. mean, if you work on your fitness, yes, it will help your mental health and it will help all those other parts, but there's other ways to do that. Right. I mean, if you don't like going to the gym, that's fine. Like you don't, not everybody has to like to go to the gym. Like do you walk, do you hike, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff. Do you, I mean, if you're a farm girl, are you going out to the farm and helping, you know, that kind of stuff? Are you lifting up heavy things every once in a while? Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. just like, I like, it's so much about mindset. This whole conversation yeah. for me just keeps going back to mindset in, in it everything. It truly is, especially right now. Yes. Yeah. I like, I like the way you see it that way saying like health is like the overlying umbrella and fitness is one of those Mm -hmm. components that falls under that because I didn't know how this would be answered either. When I look at it, like the difference between health and fitness, Mm -hmm. but that was well answered. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) What do you suggest for someone who's just kind of starting out on their like active journey? So I guess you have to, first of all, you have to sit back and ask yourself like, why why is it important to you to even become active? So, right. and then, you know, if it's like, well, because I, you know, I feel like I'm, you know, I want to be able to do things in the next 10 years, or you have a goal for the next 10 years, or you want to keep up with your grandkids or whatever it is. And once you answer that question, then I guess you need, if you're really a newbie to that, you need to just ask friends, ask a friend, text me, te- you know, I'm <laughs> no book, but text someone to reach out to someone And just ask lots of questions and and try lots of different things. I mean, obviously, I think Mm -hmm. CrossFit's answered everything because it's healthy. (laughs) But I mean, it's not probably, it's not for everybody. But you just got to keep asking questions and don't ever be scared to try something new. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. I like that too. I like for myself, I love trying all different types of workouts you know I've tried ones of like acro and drumming I'll never say no I'll try it at least twice (laughs) before anything I think that's also helped me establish the things that I really yeah absolutely okay um CJ in what ways do you give back or inspire your community I guess we're in the all the same community here so in our community um I love all your questions but I mean my my favorite (laughs) way of giving back is just is coaching or, you know, offering fitness to different, like letting people come in and try CrossFit in different avenues. I mean, I've got to go, well, I've come to the school quite a few times. I've had people come here, like school groups come here with hockey. I've got to do lots. Um, And then getting like new people to try and see what they think, but obviously and coaching, coaching volleyball, coaching hockey, just giving my Mm -hmm. time 
whenever I can is my favorite way. We don't always have oodles mm-hmm. and oodles like money lying around, but I can I can give anyone an hour. Yeah. And just That's offer good. that way. I do know a lot of my students that I have, they love it when they come back from a CrossFit experience. I know they'll they'll be like, and CJ left letter like dry land activities. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like, tell me more. I want to know what you did. How many burpees did you do? <laughs> it was, it's funny that you say that because I remember, I can't remember, it was like one, two, three years ago. I don't know when it was. And it was a group of kids that were coming, came here from the school. I was told it wasn't like the group wasn't athletic and they weren't, they probably wouldn't give me much in return. And I was like, okay, like whatever, that's fine. We'll find something to do. And when I got this mm-hmm. group working, like it was, it like what they left, I was like, so emotional because they worked so hard and I was like you know my normal self when I get you know when you give to me I'll get back to you and I was like yelling and cheering for them and like you know getting engaged with everyone Uh and the kids just fed off of it and they just it was amazing I've never seen it was like a group of kids work so hard that had never done anything like that before it was amazing it was like Mm -hmm. so amazing that's so great I like this whole Uh time Amy and I like are on this Google Meet, and we've both been smiling this whole time. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I feel like you just have really great things to say. What message can you give our viewers to let them know that they can have big ideas too if they want to start their own venture or if they're just at the beginning of their fitness journey? Like, what? Or I guess our listeners, not our viewers. <laughs> um, Who wrote these questions? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even notice. That. Um, <laughs> probably like kind of a twofold on that one like first of all you have to find something that you're like passionate about so if you have like a really big idea or a big dream like to open a business or to run a marathon or to climb a mountain or what whatever it is like you have to dig really deep and find a lot of passion for it so that all the the hard things and the hard work that comes into play your passion is going to is going to take that over and it's going to keep driving you forward. Mm-hmm. And then on on the second part, like when it does get hard and I mean I remember this so vividly when I was opening the gym and I mean we're like 6 years ago, five and a half, six years ago, so my kids would have been like how old is Gabs like 10 I would like a 10, nine and a seven year old. So like my kids were young, they still required lots of attention. And I just remember taking like that cross, my CrossFit mentality is like when you get in that hard workout and you want to quit and you just keep pushing forward. And then, you know, just from that training, I knew that if I just kept pushing forward and pushing forward and kept working towards it, I would be successful. So when it was like, I have this, and I mean, like I said before, the paperwork, that was the hardest part for me was getting down and writing the business plan on that. And I would just sit at a blank desk and I was like, it was so hard for me, but I would just have that in the back of my mind that I could do with that passion and that push just to sit down and do it. And just, I never stopped moving forward. Mm-hmm. I never let my body relax and my mind relax ever until it was done. And every, well, the one obstacle I have remember was, um, the land, like where we wanted the building to be, it wasn't commercial or zoned properly. And it was like, nope, like we got to change it. And, you know, you have to make the calls and, and do the work and never let that land stop you. Like there's always, always a way. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
That's good. And, and I think like your message paid off because here you are doing, like you said, going back to the beginning of the interview, um, you're waking up every day. And even though the time and the days are draining, you're doing exactly what you love. And so that's the payoff at the end of it. Thank you so much. Uh, We appreciate your time. And I know you have a Zoom class. I do have a Zoom class. (laughs) Thank you so much. We want to thank our first guest of the year, CJ. It was so great to have her a part of our podcast. And more importantly, the insight that she was able to share with us and the takeaways. So thank you to CJ. I I liked how what started out as like talking to uh, a business owner and fitness instructor turned into really like inspiring message about mindset. I just liked her takeaway about pushing forward and always striving and keeping that passion throughout to really achieve what you want. So that was great. Yeah. Alex, are we ready for jar of questions? <laughs> Woo! Yes, we are. It's a would you rather question. Ooh. So would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to stand in line again? I think I would want never having to stand in line again. How come? Well, I think that's another great tribute to small towns. I growing up in a small town and living in small towns, that's one thing I appreciate so much is getting things done like in a timely fashion. I don't have to wait in line often. I'm just like going, completing my tasks and I'm moving on from there. Green lights are great. Lord has a great song of green lights. (laughs) Sometimes it's like a nice time to just collect and the stillness it brings while you're driving. So I would say no standing in lines. What about you, Alex? My answer is also not having to stand in line. I don't know what it is about standing in line, but I hate it. It's interesting. I wonder if I was living in the city, if I would feel like, oh, I want the traffic lights to be green because in Settler, there's two sets of traffic lights. Yeah. So voting for that really does not like capitalize on that (laughs) because they're almost always green when I approach them. Yeah, sometimes I also think it's like the energy you're putting out there. This is the hippie in me. But um, sometimes I literally have days where all my lights are green. And I'm like, what is happening? Like good vibes out there. And sometimes I have days where I'm like, someone is testing me right now because every light <laughs> I've approached has been red. So, I don't know the how traffic lights work, but I wish I knew specifically because I don't like, I guess... That's like a cool take on it, but isn't it like timed? (laughs) It is. It is timed. But it is like a weird irony how that would happen like so many times in a day, you know, consistently. Now I'm wondering, is it like perspective though? So is it like, am I having this bad day and then, oh my God, and a red light? Yeah, that's what I mean. I think it's energy. I think it's like your energy, like you might not even notice it on a good day. You're not counting the stoplights, whereas maybe on a bad day you're like I've hit five stoplights like you're right. like counting it or... and I spill my coffee mm-hmm. right so okay. interesting yeah fair enough okay we will turn it to you what uh would you rather have all your traffic lights be green or never have to stand in line again Thank you again to CJ Oprea for taking time out of her day to be on our podcast. Be sure to check out CrossFit Stetler online and on Facebook to do a workout of your own at home. This week's podcast was sponsored by no one and recorded on our Apple headphones. 
Yes, Apple headphones have better sound quality than our rose gold microphones. Yikes, we are a little bit angry about that. Oh well, catch you next week.